Welcome back, Cracked fans, to another edition of the Cracked Interviews Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. To help prepare all of you listeners for the NCAA Round of 16 and home stretch of the 2021 college tennis season, what we're attempting to do here at Crack Rackets is speak with each of the remaining 32 head coaches of the NCAA Division I event. That means 16 men's coaches, 16 women's coaches, all over the next few days on this Cracked Interviews podcast. Now, without further ado, let's get to another one of our conversations with the many outstanding head coaches still alive in the 2021 NCAA Tennis Tournament. Hey, Cracked fans. As winter slowly turns into spring and all of us look forward to getting back on the outdoor tennis courts, we here at Cracked Rackets want to ensure that you listeners have everything you need to make sure your return to outdoor tennis is a successful one. That's where our friends at Gamma Sports come in. Now, if you need new strings, new grips, new court equipment, ball hoppers, machine tools, and accessories, whatever it may be, our friends at Gamma have it all for you. They've also, of course, got dampeners, over grips, replacement grips. They've got it all. And if you go to their website, gammasports.com slash tennis right now, you use our promo code CRACK20, you'll get 20% off your order. Now, I know Gamma has a new string pattern in the queue called the React Pro which all of you Gamma String users will enjoy. And even if you're not using Gamma Strings, maybe now's the time to start. But they've also got polyesters, everything you could be looking for from a tennis equipment standpoint, all in one location. Just go to gammasports.com slash tennis right now. Use that promo code CRACK20 to get 20% off your order. Again, gammasports.com slash tennis. Use that promo code CRACK20 to get 20% off your order. Joining us on the podcast once again here today, you may know him as a head coach of, yeah, we can say it, one of the top 100 men's teams in the country, but perhaps better as the head coach of the University of Texas men's tennis team. It's Coach Bruce Burke. Coach, welcome back to the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing good, thanks. That The uh, top 100 reference is a, definitely a reference to the... Uh typo on your part that will live in infamy. <laughs> I, I promise not to let you forget that. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. I will say this year was a year of first. I had that happen. I had coach uh, Brian Calbus of UNC confuse me for Alexa Graham in his contacts, which you can understand, Alex okay. Gruskin, Alexa Graham. Sure. And so there was a group chat with me and all of the Carolina seniors this year. And I That's like, funny. I didn't want to say anything, but then I was like, I have to say something. And he kicked me out of the group chat. And I was like, coach, don't kick me out. I would have been a great addition. And so, again, it happens to all of us. I appreciate you being a good sport. And obviously, you're the number four seed heading into this NCAA tournament. You look at what you guys were able to do this season, 22-5 and five overall, 4-0 victories over both Northern Arizona and Northwestern. Let's start here. How are you feeling about your team heading into Orlando? Good. Really good. I feel uh, I feel better about them now at the end of the weekend because you know having so few players that have actually played in the NCAA tournament before um, you really don't know what you're getting into and I thought they approached this weekend very well and with some maturity and and we actually played a pretty good match against Northwestern I was impressed with Northwestern I thought they did a, a good job a lot of those matches were super competitive but I thought our guys played well and and so that that gives me a, some more confidence it's funny I asked our guys 
in the week leading up to the tournament, how many of you have played an NCAA singles match? And, you know, we had uh, zero hands raised. So, <laughs> so not, not one person on our team has played an NCAA match yet in singles. I think Chi Chi played some played doubles in our run in 2019. So, but yeah, long story short, I feel good about it. No, that's a fantastic lead way for us because I've made this point to other coaches. It's easy to make it to you now as well. There are two guys who have competed in an NCAA championship final and won a title as a team. Carl Soderland over at Virginia, who did it as a freshman back in 2017, which was a lifetime ago, of course. And then Chi-Chi Huang, who was playing with uh, Ido, right, in doubles back when you yep. guys made your run in 2019. And we say it all the time, you're still the defending NCAA champions until someone takes it away from you. But that that lack of experience, I mean, you've seen nerves manifest itself. I, I, do you think that it's going to be an actually, you know, a, more of a factor, I suppose, this year than in normal circumstances? Because again, so few players across the country have NCAA experience. Yeah, it, it makes sense to have that expectation. But one thing I've learned about being part of college tennis teams for many years, and also just watching sports. Every time you think you know something or if you think something makes sense that you expect, you know, you can expect the unexpected. So maybe, maybe not. Who knows? Um, you know, so far you'd think our guys with having a having a really young team, that would be a recipe for coming up short in a lot of close matches that, that get into tight situations. But our guys have done a great job with that. So, um, you know, I think we've, we've kind of beaten the odds in some respects this year. And, and who knows what's going to happen. I think that's what makes NCAA college tennis so much fun. Mm-hmm, absolutely and you bring up those four through results nine of them coach this season nine of them and thankfully you have an impeccable hairline so it's not an issue for you <laughs> but you know uh for a lesser man that would be one stressful season and you know there's glass half empty glass half full I'm a glass half full sort of guy to get this sort of team which you're bringing back everyone next season and adding to the list uh to get these sorts of uh young players that sort of experience this season what does that mean for you guys not just heading into Orlando but over the next few years when you know on paper clearly you could be competing for national championships for a couple of seasons now yeah you know that's that's uh it looks good you know, obviously, we're most excited and and most excited about this year's team because, of course, um, you know we have a great opportunity in front of us, and it's been such a fun ride to coach this team. We've got such a good, mature group of guys that love tennis and and and, and receive coaching really well. It's just a lot of fun to be part of. So that's definitely what we want to make last as long as we can. But of course, um, like a lot of teams in, in this COVID area, I think the future does look bright because we got everyone coming back or just about our you know our starting lineup coming back with the exception of Peyton Holden and in doubles and so the, yeah the future looks bright we're, we're bringing some good guys um, but you know like I said a minute ago you never know you know there's probably not many people that would have expected us to be where we are this year um, but I've also been I've also coached teams that had high expectations and, and fell short so it really boils down to the margins are so thin, and, and we've proven that this year, but a lot of teams have proven that too. There's so many close matches, and one point here or there determines it. And really, it's the team that you know has the most mature and consistent approach to their work ethic and um, the way they go out their bu- about, about their business each day and how much they love it and how much they gel as a unit. And, um, you know, I've, I've had some of the teams that I was most optimistic about were maybe a few of the teams that fell short and some of the teams that you know, maybe we weren't expecting as much out of have, have done the best. So, you know, every year is a different year. You don't want to take, um, 
anything for granted about future success. If you have an opportunity to win now and go for it now, that's that's what you got to do. So that's what we're doing. And certainly, you know, one of the reasons you're able to do that because everyone knew your team had six, seven, eight, nine guys that could play anywhere in the lineup. But to have, you know, Micah come in and 33 and six overall in the year, 18 and five in dual matches, he's now, tw- uh, I think, uh, 10 and four at the number two singles position. I mean, you've seen some outstanding freshmen throughout your coaching career, Florida, Illinois, Michigan, obviously here in Texas as well. But to get that sort of contribution from a freshman, uh, again, that's not something you expect every year, right, Coach? Yeah, for sure. I think Micah was a really accomplished player coming in. Um, You know, he's ranked really high and was on a roll. He was doing a lot of winning his last year or two coming out of the juniors, but for sure. But to do that you know, playing the kind of schedule we have and to be playing top three the whole year and, and top two for the better part of the last half of the year is pretty remarkable. And he's come through in some clutch situations too. He's, he's, uh, he's, he's clinched a couple of those four, three matches himself. And it's been an amazing year that he's had and he's improving every day. So I think, and he loves tennis. He, he loves it. It's his passion. It's what he wants to do. So I think he's going to continue to get better and you're going to see him be, be one of the better players in college tennis in the coming years. At least that's what I'm hoping. And the other one I think is, you know, we have one guy that probably nobody thinks of as a freshman, but he technically is, you know, he's in his first year of eligibility and that's Cleve Harper. So to quickly, because you beat me to the question as you always do, 15 and three at the number four singles position, 18 and five in dual matches. It's not just a top three, it's a top four. And, you know, Dalton Thieneman, correct, technically my boss, but it hurts me to even say that out loud. So I won't. Um, But he, you know, he was down in Austin last week to watch his Wildcats, his younger brother Presley compete. And his big takeaway was because we know how good the top three is but oh my gosh can Cleve Harper play to yeah. have him be 15 and three at that four singles position I mean that's just what growth have you seen from him tremendous you know he's I, I definitely would say he's the guy who's improved well we've got a couple that have done a great job yeah. Nevin Aramilli Nevin Aramilli has actually improved a ton since he's been here too um, he's listed as seven in our lineup right now but Cleve Harper for sure has improved so much since he's been here you know he came in January of 2019 and redshirted and that was the plan the whole way so that year didn't count for him and then last year was the COVID year so now he's back at he's a third year freshman um, and he's got every intent to be here and take advantage of his four years so he not only has he gotten physically stronger and bigger he's done you know working hard in the weight room uh, but he's he's improved he, he's he's done two other things one he's become a much more offensive player when he first came he was kind of a little grinder who would just kind of lift the ball and (laughs) run you know run around and try to make a lot of balls and hope somebody misses and the second thing and now he's placed much more offensively and he's willing to come to the net he'll serve and volley some he'll come in behind some second serve returns and the other thing he's done is is go from a a, someone who is as quiet as a church mouse on the court to uh you know, being an absolute competitive beast, and he's uh, he's the fire plug of our team emotionally. So he's he's done so well, and uh, I'm really happy for him because he works really hard for it. Mm-hmm. And I want to talk about the non-tennis aspects of being a team uh, in a little bit because that's something I want to stress in these interviews, given the you know parity in talent that 
you know, how much is it going to come off down to off the court stuff, but to stick with the on court because, you know, match calculus is what we love to do here at Cracked Rackets. And you look at your team, 18 and four at number three singles. And whenever you can get one of Elliot, CM or Micah at three, you like your chances. Cleve has proven at number four, you like your chances. Chi-Chi's been playing great of late. And, you know, at number six, you'll, you'll take your shot there uh, every time. But that doubles point. I'm curious for you guys because you look at the records: sixteen and ten, ten and eight, thirteen and seven across the three positions. Now, you've played a bunch of roller coaster matches. Certainly, you your guys have what it takes. You drop the doubles point, shake it off, move on to singles. But you know how tight matches get come the NCAA tournament. Is doubles something you guys have been focused on down the home stretch, knowing how important it will be in Orlando? Yeah, I think we've been focusing on it all year it may not have always appeared that way <laughs> when, when we play um sure. but you know we've done pretty well and i think it's another it's another thing for a young team they tend to struggle a little more in doubles but i think we've done pretty well in doubles this year but for a decent part of the year we felt like we were underachieving a little bit because we were just playing a little too defensively and um you know about a month ago we something clicked and and we we started playing a little bit better and we also changed we had a few little lineup changes too and now we're pretty secure in our lineup. Another big lift to us lately has been uh, Peyton Holden. Um, you know, he was playing earlier in the year at number two with Chi-Chi. That partnership wasn't doing very well. And then he was kind of out of the lineup for a while. Um, and Jacob was playing with Micah. And and then we put Peyton back in there with uh, – tried him at three doubles with Micah. And he's playing really well right now. So um, I, think they've lo- I think they've lost just one match together. I'm not sure, Peyton and Micah. Mm-hmm. So that seems been one. pretty – Six and one, yeah. So, so that's that team's been good for that's it's been a strong spot for us lately. And then, you know, I think with Elliot and and uh, Elliot and CM, they've been a good team for us, and they're we feel like they're capable of beating anybody if they if they play aggressively and they stay they bring the energy and the fire. And then, you know, Chichi and Cleve had some success. I've had a lot of success in the past, and you know, then they hit a little slump. But they actually that was one of the more encouraging things this weekend. Those two guys played really well together. So. Um, yeah, we're working on it. We're always trying to get our guys to be aggressive and to go for it and not play um, too carefully in the beginning in terms of being afraid to make mistakes and to trust their games and to go for it a little more. So, um, But, yeah, I feel like we're on a decent path with our doubles lately. No, I mean, again, you guys clearly uh, clicking as you head into Orlando. Two four zero wins last weekend, certainly indicative of that. And, you know, again, to, to talk about the off-court, uh, you know, what it's going to take. And it's a question I've asked to all of these coaches, but it's one I'm curious to hear because, again, on paper, good luck finding four points in any of these matchups, any permutation you want to come up with. We're going to see close matches across the board. And, you know, in a circumstance like that, I feel like so often it comes down to the team. It's really cliche, but that loves each other the most. That is cheering for one another in the tight moments that when the backs are against the walls, they, you know, as a team make their push and every, you know, you take four second sets or whatever it needs to be to come back in the match. Your team is very young, but do you guys have that that intangible quality all the national championship needs winning teams need to get the job done? I really think we do. Uh, certainly, I'm not claiming that we're the only team that has this. Sure. You know, uh, because I think for any of the teams that advance to the round of 16, they've had to have a pretty special, um, you know, performance, and a lot of that comes from the, the team aspect of it. But yeah, our guys get along really well. They're all good friends. They're close. They support each other. Um, so I've definitely been pretty impressed with that aspect of our team and, um, you know, and they're, 
they're pretty professional for a young group. They take care of their business and trying to eat as best they can and take and that that's important too when you're playing in difficult conditions in the heat down in Florida. But yeah, as far as the off court stuff, I would consider that a strength of our team for sure. And I'm sure I'm confident that if you asked any of them, they would consider that a strength as well. Mm-hmm. And again, hopefully we'll get the chance to see you guys. You are you're a four p.m. match, right? You're one of the yeah. four p.m.s on. I'm so I am calling one of the four p.m. matches on Monday. I don't know if it'll be you guys or Virginia USC, or I suppose yeah, the other USC uh, South Southern California, now it's South Carolina. But regardless, you guys have South Carolina next, and uh, you know again, SEC foe. Certainly, SEC teams had a bunch of success this year. When you look towards uh, Monday's match, what's going to take for you guys to advance uh, well we're gonna have to play well um, we're gonna we're gonna have to play well at every spot we can't have any spots that don't show up I don't expect that there's gonna be anybody not showing up in the in the sweet 16 for any team but we're gonna have to play good tennis we're gonna have to trust ourselves and play aggressively and and uh, you know kind of dance with the partner that got us here um, you know with, so that's playing hard fighting hard and, and I'm sure Every coach is going to tell their team the same thing. They're going to be. It's going to come down to who competes the best and who's got the, you know, the more resilient group of players and, and the, the toughest group and the team that doesn't get rattled when things start to hit the fan. So, um, you know, it's it's. I think it's going to come down to that. We're going to have to play good tennis, but I think the margins are really thin, and I think it boils down to who competes the best and who handles adversity the best. No, absolutely. Well, with that in mind, just two fun ones before we let you go. When you see George Goldhoff in Baylor Green, do you just want to throw something at him? Like, does, does it frustrate you? Some, I'm just like, sometimes I'm like, it just doesn't look right. Yeah, I, yeah, some, something looks a little off for sure. But, <laughs> but you know, you can't, if you want to get into coaching, you, uh, you have to go where the opportunity is. And Baylor is, is, was a great opportunity for him. Obviously, they have a fantastic team. And um, I'm glad that he's getting a start. And having an opportunity to get a, get his uh, experience in college tennis, and he's part of a great program now. So he'll always be a Longhorn. I, I know he he would tell you too. He's always a Longhorn, um, but you know, right now he he works for Baylor, and I'm I'm sure he's focused on trying to help them um, win their next match. Mm-hmm. No, he's been. I, I I see the success. I think he's going to be a great college coach. Does he come up to you after the Big Twelve championship and say, "Hey, sorry guys, like you know who I was rooting for." <laughs> no, he, he'll come up to me for sure, and we will exchange a few pleasantries. But and he, he's great. Like he's mm-hmm. he'll he'll send texts if we have a big win, and you know he's on our our, our Texas alumni Facebook group, and he'll put thumbs up and stuff like that. But no, no, he's not going to say he, he's he, he, he no he's he's a he's a competitor, and right now he's uh, working for Baylor, and he wants to he wants to beat us every time. But I know he's got a soft spot. And it's hard for Texas. No, absolutely. And again, when looking at your Texas program, it's not just the men. The women this year have lost once. It was the national indoor final. You have two top four seeds in this NCAA tournament. What does that mean for Texas tennis moving forward? That's exciting. You know, I think that we've got pretty good support in the community. Obviously, we didn't have quite as much attendance this year as we usually do because of the COVID restrictions. But I feel like this is a great tennis community. And um, I really feel, and I know Coach Joffe feels this way too. We feel great support from the alumni and from the administration, and it's fun. Um, it's fun to watch their success too. And they're also a really young team. You know, they're they've got a great program, and Howard and Taylor do a great job with their team. So I'm expecting them to, you know, really give it a great shot this weekend. 
Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. Again, it's always fun when you can get both the men and women from your program on site uh, in a round of 16, certainly given the COVID restrictions, just to have that extra boost in the stands. Uh, I'm sure you will appreciate it as well. And again, Coach, we always appreciate getting the chance to chat with you. It has been fun. Uh, yes, as you mentioned, I've meant top 10, not top 100, but certainly <laughs> you guys have proven to be a top 10 team and more this season. Good luck to you guys. Be safe, be healthy as you head down to Orlando. And I believe it's Hook'em, right? Hook'em. You got it. <laughs> awesome. Well, take care, Coach. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks, Alex. See ya. Mm-hmm.